Ah, yes, welcome back to the second episode in Series 4 of the Operation Brewery podcast. This one's a really fun one. We just recorded this uh, on Friday the 7th of May, which is the day we opened AWOL. Um, AWOL, as we've said on this before, is a barrel-aged beer tap room and tasting room. It's the first dedicated barrel-aged beer tasting room, uh, barrel room in Queensland. And um, we recorded this episode sitting in the tap room an hour before opening. And we lined up the taps and went through the first eight beers that we have available in the AWOL tap room. So some of these beers are sort of core AWOL beers and others are limited release tap room beers. And me, Eddie and Govs went through all eight beers, went through the history of the beer, the name of the beer, uh, you know, what it tastes like and all that kind of fun stuff. So we are excited. AWOL is now open to the public at the time of recording to this. It'll be open Friday, Saturdays and Sundays and we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's in um, Burley Heads just behind the original Black Ops Brewery. And these beers that you'll hear on this podcast are available, some in cans and, and all on tap at the time of recording. Uh, depending on when you listen to this back, some of these won't be available. The beers are going to be moving around quite a bit in there, but you'll get the general idea of what we're doing. And yeah, I'll um, get now into the conversation with me, Eddie and Govs on the eight different AWOL beers. Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon. Alrighty, we're ready to go. So this is episode two of the Operation Brewery podcast AWOL series. I think it's series four, hopefully. Sounds about right. Mm. Um, and we're also live, live streaming this to the Ambassador group. So hey, guys, if you guys are watching. Cheers. Cheers. This episode, it's just about the beers we're tapping on the first day of opening AWOL, which is happening in about an hour. So we might be a little bit rushed, <laughs> but we'll do our best. Um, so I'm just going to ask Eddie and Govs about the beers. We've got eight beers on tap. Uh, four of them are kind of core AWOL beers and four of them are a little bit special limited releases. And uh, yeah, I won't see the comments on the live stream either, so no point asking them unless it's a comment we can answer later. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll answer the questions. Yeah, we'll answer them all right anyway. Right now, we'll, we'll get it right. Uh, so yeah, the, the first beer to kick things off today is our Haven Sour. Uh, so this is, this is a sour cherry and hibiscus sour ale uh, that is uh, been fermented in uh, one of our two and a half thousand litre fooders which is an ex Shiraz barrel from uh, South Australia. Uh, so this is just uh, it's, a, it's a beer that has a really beautiful colour. Uh, it just presents really nicely. Uh, it's got a clear rich ruby red colour. Uh, the nose on it is, is nice sour uh, cherry, uh, it's got a little bit of earthiness from the hibiscus. Uh, and then there's some of the um, AWOL character in this beer, which is uh, the yeast and bacteria that we're using to ferment a lot of our beers. Uh, so this one has uh, a bit of a blend. It's got some lacto, um, some saccharomyces and brett. Uh, so this beer picks up a lot of the character from some of the uh, culture that we add, but also some of the culture that's residing in the timber. Uh, now, Britannomyces, for those of you who don't know, is, uh, is a wild yeast and has been widely considered amongst most of the brewing industry as a contaminant. Uh, and the flavours that it brings are often described as off flavours when you're talking about more traditional styles of beer. But when you talk about wild ales and spontaneous fermented beers and sour ales, Britannomyces is actually one of the big king, king hitters in terms of character. 
uh, and brings a lot of depth, uh, flavour, complexity, uh, and is often described as funky and horsey, mm. <laughs> which are, I think are just great flavour descriptors. <laughs> they sound delicious, don't they? Nice. And uh, so this can... This is the first can we designed with the hibiscus colour. So the idea was this was um, using hibiscus and the street that we're on is Hibiscus Haven. So we've called it Haven Sour. And it's one of three beers we currently have on, in cans. Ultimately, I guess we've got about seven or eight that are kind of core-ish beers that will end up in cans. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we've, because we've been running the tours for the past month, uh, and so this has been the beer that people have received upon arrival. Uh, and it's a really, um, you know, it's a really welcoming beer, but it's also the, like, the appearance it is, it comes across more like a, uh, like almost like a wine in appearance. Uh, and so the purpose of that is just to kind of disrupt people a little bit when they walk in the door and uh, get them immediately thinking uh, outside the box when it comes to what beer is and is not. Yeah, uh, and then people people kind of have been receiving it really well. It's it's, it's quite an easy drinker for for a beer that has a lot of uh, a lot of attributes to it. Yeah, the idea of this one was like an entry level to well in, entry level introduction to AWOL. So I think we're all pretty happy with how it's turned out. Yeah, so four four point four percent. I yep. think pretty easy drinking. Um, yeah, and we're well, we haven't opened yet, but we're sort of thinking. On the tours, has this kind of been the beer that you think people would probably get the most of? We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. I, I, in terms of the tours, um, I think the people sort of gravitated to the, the higher ABV ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they came in for a small window of time, so I think they wanted to, to try everything. Um, and the, the big ABV ones seemed to appeal a lot. But I think once we opened the tap room um, and people are sitting here and they, they're not feeling rushed or pressured to leave uh, they might sit on the the lower abv one for a little bit longer but who knows yeah yeah i kind of suspect this is going to be the one that, that sells the most for that for that reason the tours you, you're having a 10 percent beer is easy to have if you're having a little shot of it but if you're having mm. a whole 440 yep. mil can or a whole schooner it's a fair bit so okay on to the next one this is this one was definitely popular through the tours man that smells so good So yeah. this one is Insurgent IPA, which is our Brett IPA. Yeah, so this is uh, a beer that we definitely wanted to have amongst the, the core range of AWOL. Um, we love making hoppy, big American IPAs, uh, and, and we love using uh, Britannomyces in our beers. So doing a, a Brett IPA was a real no-brainer for us. Uh, it's really cool, the... Uh, the complexity that it brings to an otherwise clean, crisp beer. Um, and the way that we've used the Brett in this beer, it, uh, it's been 100% fermented with Britannomyces. Uh, and it's using a strain that's a little bit more on the fruity side of things. So it's a bit more kind of tropical, almost overripe fruit rather than that funkiness. So it blends really well into, a, into an IPA. So uh, it, it kind of helps to accentuate the hop character, but... Um, we've also barrel aged this beer, so this this beer also spent several months in a in a in a one of our fooders. So during that time, it takes on some of the the flavour of the wood, uh, and also there's a, th- these were ex wine red wine barrels, so they there is a little bit of a peppery Shiraz note towards the end, 
Um, however, spending some time in the wood, it does start to detract from the hop, hoppiness of the beer. Uh, so what we've done with this is at the end of uh, its time on wood, we've transferred it back into a bright tank uh, and dry hopped it again to, to elevate some of that hop character into the beer. This is, well, you're just taking a photo of it, so I can't drink it, but this is probably my favourite one of the lot. It's so delicious. And uh, 7.5% ABV, anything else about this beer? Another one that we've got in cans? Yeah, I think the, the only other thing about this like, is the name. So, like, um, coming up with the beer styles is really fun, but also giving them a name gives them a, a bit of a character. Uh, and with AWOL being uh, all about... Um, spontaneous fermentation and um, using wild yeast and um, essentially using different bacteria and yeast that traditionally aren't meant to be there. Um, we've been able to play around with that AWOL theme and um, you know insurgency is, uh, is, is you know quite relevant um, um, concept when it comes to putting Brett in your IPA. Alrighty, so beer number three is uh, Barrel Age Pink Mist. Beautiful. Cheers. 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 Oh, yeah, so I guess this one, Black Ops drinkers would remember this one from our um, early days. We, we sort of brewed it for, I guess, the first three years. Um, it was, it was a, a favourite among us. Um, it was a favourite among our staff. It was highly awarded. Um, but in terms of it being a... A product that we could sell to to pubs and and bottle shops. It it, it wasn't a big mover for us. Um, it kind of didn't really fit our Black Ops brand, so we we sort of slowed down our brewing of it, and to the point where it, uh, we withdrew it from our Black Ops range. And then when we uh, were looking at the AWOL opening, uh, we thought that the Pink Mist was a really really good fit for that brand, and we wanted to give it a bit of a a new look. Um, so we've this particular batch here, it's, um, it's sat in uh, X Lark whiskey barrels. No, X Buffalo Trace Buffalo barrels Trace, yeah. that Lark whiskey received and put their winter gin into. Um, so then we got those barrels off, off um, Lark and we've gone and put our pink mist in there. So it used to sit around that 4.5% mark as a Black Ops beer. We've upped the, upped the ABV on it, so it's now 6.9%. Um, it's... it's the base beer is, is the same, but it's wildly different in terms of uh, the fermentation. So we've, we've fermented it with a, a blend of French Saison yeast and Bretomyces. Um, got the same raspberry treatment, but what it's really picked up in these Lark gin barrels is, is quite incredible. It's incredibly delicate and um, it's, got, it's got these unique flavours and aromas. I, I, have str I struggle to explain them, but... They would be from the botanicals that were in those barrels mm. um, out of the, the winter gin. Um, but Gubs might be able to put those into words better. But I, I get, yeah, it's just, it's a unique aroma. I get strawberry and raspberry and you get that Bretomyces aroma um, plus some complex um, botanicals. Yeah, we, we really fucking love this beer. <laughs> um, this was a bit of a, a surprise to us uh, how it turned out. So we... Uh, we got in touch with, with Lark because um, we wanted to source some of their whiskey barrels for our stout. Um, you know, whiskey in a, in a stout barrel was, was a... Sorry, stout in a whiskey barrel was an absolute no-brainer for us uh, in terms of 
our barrel project. Uh, and when I was on the phone to them, um, they, they mentioned that they had these, these really interesting barrels. Um, they only had about eight of them, and they explained them to me that there were these Buffalo Trace barrels that they'd, they'd got and put, yeah, put a winter gin into uh, with some really interesting botanicals. Uh, and um, they were really keen to see what, what someone could do with them, and uh, luckily they offered them up to us and we took the lot. Um, so the the whiskey and then the winter gin, uh, it was a, a bit of an interesting combo. We weren't too sure what to do with it, but um, once we received the barrels and smelt them, uh, we were blown away. And I don't think we could really explain it then, and we still really can't now, mm. uh, as to as to what sort of aromas are coming out of this. Um, but we didn't want to put it in put uh, a dark or a heavy or a really multi beer into the barrels and overpower those botanicals. Uh, and our Pink Mist Raspberry Saison seemed like a really cool um, option. And so we, we just sent it. And yeah. uh, only a few months into it did we just start getting these incredibly interesting uh, aromas coming out. Uh, and, yeah, the, it's, it picked up a bit of extra ABV <laughs> along the way. Um, so we were hoping to, to can this beer for the opening of AWOL, but we printed the labels a bit prematurely <laughs> and uh, the, the, the ABV was uh, a bit bit higher than what was on the label. So we definitely didn't want to dilute this beer down. It was just too too awesome to, to risk uh, messing with. Uh, so we, we've just left it as is and it's only on in keg at the moment. But it's come out really cool. And I'm, I'm also like a bit of a number file. So like when the beer did come in at 6.9%, like that's a really cool number for me. That's, that's my birthday and, uh, and uh, 6th of September. But also 69 is a really fun number to, to work <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, so we've learned our lesson with the labels, with a kind of a lively beer like this. We'll yeah. print the labels afterwards, not before. Um, but yeah, it's one of those ones where if pe- once people say it's been in a gin barrel, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and they're really rare to get. So I didn't know this, but gin doesn't actually spend much. Well, it's not, it's not common to get a gin barrel. Yeah, it's like a special gin that goes mm. into a barrel. Yeah. Buffalo Trace is bourbon? Bourbon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- really, uh, really nice American corn bourbon. It's going to make it hard to make, <clears throat> make this beer taste it, like it this It could be time. a one-off. It could be a one-off, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've... we've re- we have emptied the barrels and filled them again. We don't know if we're going to get the same level of character from them. Um, but that's definitely, that's part of the beauty of what we're doing here with AOL is uh, a lot of it is not necessarily repeat- repeatable. Um, and some things are going to be a one-off. Uh, and, and that's fine. That's, that mm. kind of creates a bit of realism to what we're doing. We have another batch sitting there in uh, Shiraz barrels as well. True. So that, that'll be mm. interesting. Yeah. All right, so moving along to the Rebellion Stout, uh, 9.5% Lark single malt whiskey barrel aged Imperial Stout. Yeah, this is, this is uh, the one that got me really excited. Um, I can remember when we went over to the States um, and on a bit of a recon mish to, to check out what, what was happening in the craft world and, and also get a bit of a taste for their barrel scene. Um, and I think we were at... Ailesmith, was it? Ailesmith, yeah. yeah. And we ended up in the secret barrel room 
somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Behind so, a bookshelf. Yep, uh, yep. You know, if you if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> and we spent the night drinking incredible barrel aged stout. Speedway stout on nitro. Yeah. By uh, the fire. <laughs> so that was, um, you know, before well before AWOL, but uh, it was definitely going to be an AWOL inspired beer uh, out of that trip. Uh, and for me, whiskey and stouts are just best friends. Um, I, I love the 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 character that you get out of the whiskey barrels into a stout. Uh, it's that kind of ashy r- roastiness. Uh, to me, it reminds me of you know it's, it's like having a, a beer and a cigar all all wrapped up in one. Yep. And this was in the end blended. Yes. Yes. So uh, I guess going a bit further back as well, we. Um, uh, we released a beer under the Black Ops brand called Blackhawk, and this is essentially the the base of that uh, barrel aged. So when we f- when we released Blackhawk, uh, it was a limited limited edition monthly limited edition. Uh, we also brewed uh, a batch that we then put into barrels. So it it sat in like whiskey barrels for six months. Oh, was it no, a lot longer? Even more. I think it was coming up to nearly a year. Yeah. Wow. Um, we, we we pulled it out after about a year. We we loved the the flavour. It was sitting at around eleven percent, I think, but incredibly oaky, incredibly um, boozy, incredibly big whiskey notes. And uh, we wanted to tone that down a bit and sort of lift that chocolate and that fresh coffee and chocolate and roast that you get from a, a younger stout. So um, Toshi went and brewed another batch of Blackhawk, and then we blended them about fifty fifty. Um, so you've got that. That beautiful oak whiskey, but also that really fresh chocolate, um, which I think is a, it, we've come up with a really nice blend. Yeah. And that's sitting at 9.5%. Because the other thing is, um, Lark, they use 100 litre yeah. barrels for their whiskey. So you have much more contact time with the wood. So you don't need to have the beer necessarily as long, on as long. Uh, I think kind of, you know, after that six month period, we're probably getting uh, the character we want. But what we've done here is is we've been able to yeah, back blend and, and get some of those fresher notes from a yeah. young stout. And that's the last of the four kind of, I guess, core, I don't like the word core range, but that's the last of the sort of AWOL branded ones. And from here on, the next four are limited releases mm-hmm. that are either kind of one or two barrels that are just on at the AWOL tap room, probably may never get made again. Um, the first is the Dark and Stormy, I think. Is that what this one is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so this is... Um, a non-beer option in a barrel-aged beer house. Uh, so we wanted to um, continue on our, the the concept of you know making sure that if people come in here and they're just not beer drinkers, that we we have something that we can start them off on. Uh, so at Black Ops we have our uh, ginger cider, uh, and at AWOL we have dark and stormy, which is. Uh, a, a little bit of a twist on our, our ginger cider. So it's a similar base, but it's also brewed with honey. Uh, and then it, uh, it gets barrel-aged in Beanley rum barrels. So you get the, the big, awesome, you know, um, molasses notes from the rum uh, and the oak with the honey, ginger and apple. Yeah, it's quite unique. It was it was very popular during the tours. Um, a lot of beer drinkers found themselves going to it, um, and then a lot of non-beer drinkers were were really happy with drinking that as well. It's sitting at around eight point eight 
eight percent, I think. So yeah. it's not a it's not a light cider, um, but drinks very easily and delicately. And how much of that do we have? Is it just like a single barrel? No, no, we've got a little bit coming okay. through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll hang around for a while. Yeah, we've we've got a bunch of rum barrels, and we've been uh, refilling them as we go. Nice. All right. So the next one of these kind of limited releases, this one we don't have much at all, I don't think. So this one is the Flanders Red, which was a collab with Brisbane Brewing that was a few years ago. Um, yeah. Who knows this backstory better than I do? Yeah. We, we did a, an event. You, you went to it, didn't you, Gavs? It was yeah. a sniff and sip back when Brisbane Brewhouse uh, were doing those. Um, they, we, we, I think it was our event, um, our beers and we brewed a Belgian red ale for that that went on tap, um, and part of the part of the deal was, or part of the agreement was, that they would then barrel age uh, a portion of that um, for 12 months and spike it with their uh, Flanders yeast strain. And uh, in 12 months, we'd revisit it and, and see how it's tracking. But um, yeah, so we we brewed the base beer, handed it over to Brisbane Brewing Co, who barrel aged it. Um, and then this is the the finished result. So it's oh, what a two-year-old Flanders red. Yeah, which which the timing was impeccable for us. So when we made this beer or did this collaboration with Brisbane Brewing Co, this is well before we ever uh, thought of doing AWOL. So it kind of worked out really well that the beer <laughs> two years <laughs> later turned up just before we opened a barrel room because <laughs> um, we have got our own Flanders red down. Yeah, um, Flanders. Uh, is a really complex sour beer um, that that originates from the the Flanders region of Belgium uh, and has incredible complexity with its um, myriad of different cultures and bacteria that you use to ferment it. It has quite an interesting acetic note and um, some cool funkiness, um, and then it it almost uh, takes on a lot of the like a natural red wine character. But one, one interesting cool fun fact was uh, Toshi, who, who is our, our head brewer for AWOL, used to work at Brisbane Brewing Co. Uh, and he was one of the, the brewers that uh, helped kind of set up their, their, their little barrels set up that they had at Brisbane. So he was very familiar with the barrels that this beer went into. Nice. And our Flanders Reds, been, how long has that been in barrel for and when do we think that might, might come out? We've got a couple of batches down. Um, I think the oldest would be just on about a year yeah yeah um it's it's progressing really well but it's still young um this is the type of beer that you know needs at least two years on wood um and then some back blending to to get the sort of flavors that we want out of it this is really nice i like this beer yeah yeah really really lovely um and how much of this do we have not a whole lot bugger all bugger all a few kegs kegs. yeah yeah okay uh, all right, so beer number seven, I think, is the Goza. Man, this one is so good. Eddie, you want to tell us about this I one? I fucking love this beer. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Um, yeah, so this, this, this one here is a um, barrel-fermented Goza. Um, when we brewed Front Yards this year, so it was earlier this year, I think it was January, um, Toshi put down a batch of Front Yards, and um, he, he had about 300 litres that didn't fit into the fermenter, so he decided to put that into a white wine barrel, 
uh, which he then pitched yeast into and, and fermented as, as, as it would in a stainless tank, but it did this in a, in a barrel, um, which is kind of unique. Um, we, most of the beers we've brewed for AWOL so far have done primary ferment in the stainless steel fermenter, and then we'll move it across to a barrel once they're um, sort of finishing up and they'll mature and condition in the, in the timber. But this particular beer, 100% barrel fermented, um, salted using um, Burley Head's seawater. Um, it's got a, a lactobacillus souring culture in it. It's, it's really, really good. We don't have a lot of it, so I, I really suggest you come down and, and get it off tap. Um, but lightly salted, light sourness. Um, I get a lot of peachy sort of aromas. Whether that's from the fermentation in the timber, I'm not sure, but that, that aroma didn't exist with front yards. So that's probably all I can put it down to. But, yeah, it's incredibly uh, drinkable. What's the ABV on this one? Uh, 5.5. Right. Don't quote me on that. What, did it say the ABV on the back of the tap? No. No? Okay. <laughs> okay. It's in the menu. It's a little, yeah, it's a little, little bit bigger than front yards, but it's not, not too big. Yeah, it's so it sat delicious. in the barrel for about three months um, yeah. after it fermented. Um, we pulled it out and just blown away by it. And, yeah, mm. it's it's really cool. Like for an unfruited beer, it's got a lot of fruit character. Mm. Um, I get a lot of like m- melon notes coming through, which is probably uh, in part due to the um, the wine that was residing in the barrel beforehand. Um, I, I believe it was a Chardonnay, but it doesn't come through too buttery. It's got that nice oat character as well. Mm. Yeah, really cool. Very good. Okay, the last one... Saved a bit of a fun one to last is the barrel-aged murder hornet. What's the story behind this beer? Oh, fuck, that smells good. Sorry, guffs. <laughs> yeah, this was just like a fun experiment to see what if. Um, that's part of why we do AWOL is, is not to just put down your, your cliche um, sour barrel beers, but to Plus also... Plus we like hops. We like hops, yeah, we've got to have hops. And uh, I, I think that dark sours and dark barrel-aged beers have, have just, you know, so much um, uh, coming forward in, in, into the industry. I think they're a really, real untapped resource. Um, so this is our, our, our Murder Hornet, which we brought out last year. Yeah, about this time last year. Um, Murder Hornet being the, the, the kind of pinnacle of the Hornet range. Um, and uh, also great timing with, you know, when those crazy little fucking murder hornets started <laughs> popping up everywhere and scaring the shit out of everyone. Uh, it's kind of the, the reaction we wanted to go with for that beer. Uh, and then um, just because we don't know when to stop, we thought we'd throw it in some bourbon barrels. <laughs> um, These fermented in the bourbon barrels as yeah, well. Yeah, it mm. fermented and it fermented pretty wildly. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I remember Toshi... Uh, having, <laughs> having a good clean-up job afterwards. Um, but, but like we did with the insurgent stout, we, we dry-hopped this back at the end of the barrelling process uh, and it's just taking on this really awesome, um, like, earthy, um, herbaceous hop character. Mm. So is, th- is this the one we, we kind of did the second batch for that we double-hopped and blended together? Is yep. Yeah. 
That's a fun thing to explain that I can't, so <laughs> someone else will have to. Uh, basically, it's, it's, it's essentially yeah, doing that, that post-barrel dry hop addition. So we do it by um, back blending with a younger, fresh beer. So we bring those fresh characters back into the beer. Mm. And what does it taste like? Because I'm fucking useless at describing what this tastes and smells like. I think it's really fun and delicious, but I can't describe it. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's incredibly clean and, and light on the mouth, um, 9.5%. Um, I know it's so cliche to say, but you wouldn't know, but you actually wouldn't really know. It drinks really lightly and really cleanly. Um, the hop character's fresh and vibrant um, with that oak and bourbon character just nicely in the background. Yeah, for me, it's, it's hard to put a, um, put a word on the, the actual character you're getting from the hops but i kind of liken it to like having like a really nice big dinner and then afterwards having a a bourbon and an after dinner mint and like (laughs) it's somehow a blend of those two things together yeah i i I definitely get some sort of minty yeah minty uh, aftertaste See, that's why I asked you guys, because I would have just said fruity and woody. That's perfect, though. <laughs> Gus summed it up. <laughs> All right, so we're opening in under an hour, so we better move things along. But a, a couple of final things. One is, what beers have we got in barrels that aren't available yet? Heaps. <laughs> so in, in, well, what core range ones? So we've got the Flanders Red, we've got the Brett the Saison. Brett Saison. That's not far off. Yep. Okay. That'll yeah, hit the taps pretty soon. We've just received 100 kilos of fresh... Fijoas, which will be going into a, a sour beer that we've been working on. Mm. Um, we're putting down an apricot sour. Toshi's got some awesome ideas for a cherry Flanders. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I think the next 12 months are going to be really fun. We're going to have some cool shit coming out. And with the Lambic that's been in there for a while. Yeah, so the Lambic is, is coming along nicely as well. And we'll, we'll, we'll take some of that off and, and do it as is, but we'll also take some and... and blend it with some fruit and other beers nice and then some individual small batch stuff that, that will only be here um yeah. so in terms of the beers to start with because we don't really know what to expect that they're really just going to be available here yeah. even the ones in cans and then eventually if we get on top of the sort of demand we might put them in our other tap rooms and then if we have enough maybe eventually they'll make their way out but we don't have a whole lot of these beers and we don't really understand the demand for them so we're not really sure what to expect um, and we don't want to run out of beer. Don't want to run out of beer. Otherwise, it'd be weird to have a barrel-aged beer tasting room with no barrel-aged beer in it. Uh, final thing, which one's your favourite? Huh. Oh. I, I hate this question. I get it asked all the time. It's, um, I hate being asked this question, but, I've, I've but got, I like asking it. I've definitely got the, the same answer. Is like I, the, it's like asking, have you got a favourite child? I do, though. The answer is yes, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eddie? I don't have kids, so... Um, <laughs> I like the... At the moment, I'm really digging the, the barrel-fermented Goza, but out of the core range, I really, really find myself drinking the Haven. Nice. Okay, yeah, well, I'm going to... I really like the Insurgent IPA, the Pink Mist, the Goza, Murderhorn, and I really like the Stout, so... One of those. One of those five. (laughs) All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks. See you soon. Mm